0: Podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tease
1: headquarters in Chicago, Illinois. They are your hosts of the PWT Cast. Scrum and
0: stank. Bang Bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 106 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is Stank. Stank. Uh it happened. It happened already. Oh, first off, welcome to uh, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Teas. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday. Um, Right here on this very feed, if you want to hear some more of us, head over to patreon.com forward slash pwtcast. We have a weekly movie review show as well as a bi-weekly conspiracy theory, cryptid, uh, all sorts of fun stuff show. Um, Head over to patreon.com forward slash pwtcast for more info on that. Uh, But Dave, speaking of Patreon, and uh, like I mentioned up front, um, it finally happened. I finally got to see Jesus and hang out with Jesus. uh, Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Yeah. Um it was my cousin's birthday yesterday. Well, as uh, the day of this is that it's her actual birthday. Saturday we uh celebrated my cousin Sylvia's birthday and of course it was uh it was fun. I got to see a bunch of people, a bunch of cousins and stuff I hadn't seen in a while. Jesus was there. Uh funny enough, I was he was wearing the uh the the very special PWT cash shirt that we got uh screen printed and that we've given to um you know, friends and family of the show uh, He was wearing that And I was also going to wear that But I was like, I can't I can't wear that I was like, people are going to make fun of me But it was okay that Jesus wore it Because it's not uh, his podcast um, So of course, very happy to see him You know, we were just talking, catching up and stuff um, And then about halfway through Halfway through the night I get a random Like, he, Jesus and I are mid-conversation About something, I don't know what And I receive a text message From an unknown number uh-oh. It, it simply reads, hi And then the following picture Is an Indian family At some sort of party it, yes. sa- it says How are you? I never said I'm leaving you, did I? Don't be mad, okay? Please, with a sad face emoji <laughs> And at this point I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And my cousin Sandra, she walks over Jesus' sister She walks over and I'm like, we're just talking about this And she's like What are you going to write? So I just respond, okay, sweetie, I won't be mad. And this person responds back, it's like, no, like I heard what you said. Yes, hurt me and prove me how much I hurt you. I deserve bad. I told you. I never want to leave you, nut. I feel like I hurt you so, so much. And I know I do. I'm sorry. Can I call? I respond, I was like, I'm not mad. Don't worry. I can't answer I'm on a date and then she responds with with who but at this point calls me and I'm just like oh I don't know what to do so of course Sandra my cousin she grabs the phone and she's just like hello and I ca- I can't hear what's going on and she's just like no this is Sandra she's like you're calling Sandra she's like okay bye and hangs up <laughs> and she and I was, you know she explains what happened so I then go and I'm like hold on I was like And I take a picture of me with my cousins, all women. And it's like, and I message, I was like, I'm sorry. That was my date, Sandra. She's so rude. And I send the picture and then she calls back crying. This woman, I have no idea who this is. This random woman calls and she's crying and she's just like, can I talk to Sandra? And Sandra doesn't want to talk to her. So my other cousin, Jackie, she just grabs the phone and starts having like a, like, she has like a two, three minute conversation with her. And then she just hangs up. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I just got bored with her and hung up. Um, but all I could think of was this woman is so drunk. I don't know if she'll be able to like put two and two yeah. together that whoever it was that she was trying to contact. She did in fact not contact and instead was like being pranked by me. And, uh, yeah, it, was, just, it was, dude. it was so random. It was the best. Like I've not like prank phone calls. Aren't, they're just not a thing anymore. By virtue of like, how often do you answer an un you know an unknown call? Like,
2: oh, I never do.
0: Exactly because when when you do, who who is it normally? I'm sorry, what? No, I'm saying like when you do, like who who is it normally? Fucking some sort of machine telling you that like you're.
2: Oh yeah, my you, warranty's up or uh, there's a recall on my vehicle or. I've earned a trip to Acapulco all sorts of shit
0: exactly so I was just that doesn't happen and I very much felt like this was an instance in which like yes like it's happening you know yeah. um, so I was so I was so very happy about that um, but again also very happy that I got to to see Jesus like yesterday and today well Sunday um, like I've just been out and stuff and it's like it's the most quote unquote normal that uh things have sort of been you know like uh i was planning on going to the movie theaters but i didn't because instead i stayed home and i watched suicide squad is it two or is it just the suicide squad Just
2: the suicide squad yeah
0: okay yeah and uh, don't worry for, for those of you guys who haven't watched it yet um well number one shame on you you should definitely go watch it uh but like we'll, we'll give a quick little like non-spoiler review because i'm sure at some point we'll we'll get like super in depth but like uh, what did you think of the movie
2: i thought it was so like, i've been telling everyone's been asking me i like guardians of the galaxy one and two better um but only because the you know, there's fantastical elements. We're talking like space and stuff. I'd probably say suicide squad. The suicide squad is probably my favorite DC, like of the new, like movie universe, probably my favorite one that they've done. Um, and this is the thing I like most about James Gunn and, and what he did really well in guardians was he took a bunch of character. Like he loves taking like the shit to your characters and making something of them. And I think that's really great because like so often you, DC and Marvel has such a gigantic cast and rogues galleries full of villains, but most of them you're like, who I don't care. Like in it as like a kid that used to go through comic books and just, you know, go to the comic book store. I'd see stuff like I've seen guardians of the galaxy. I was like, this looks stupid. And I would pass by it or, uh, you know, suicide, I've seen suicide, suicide squad books. And I just passed over them. Cause they looked a little try hard. And, and James Gunn really likes to take these toys that no one wants to play with and then make like an Epic out of it. He really did that. Like there's so many characters in here. And again, we're, yeah, we're gonna, not going to spoil it, but like, I didn't think I would like polka dot man. I was like, this is so stupid. And I loved polka dot man by the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. You know what? Uh, polka dot ma- so it, it
2: <sighs> we can't spoil it
0: <laughs> not even that is like it was not even anything pokemon debt related it was just kind of the characters in general so it's like there there are a lot of characters that um listen it's suicide squad and, and there's people left and right that are dying and there's some characters yeah. that i was just like oh you will probably be one of them and then other characters i'm like you won't be but right it wasn't the case at all and like i'm I love this version of the suicide squad. I'm someone who like, I don't care what anyone says. That other one was a a abysmal like dog shit, like cinematic abortion. I don't like, I just, it's God awful. The only thing good about it is the ballroom blitz trailer. Um, and it's fine. It's fine. Like it's dog shit. And if you enjoy it, then whatever, you know, like I love the league of extraordinary gentlemen. And that's something that people like hate. Uh, but no, um, so I so I was just, I was very like bummed out that first Suicide Squad didn't get to happen, and then when it announced this was happening, I was a little bit like, uh, okay, like we'll we'll see where it goes because um I mean it, it's James Gunn and like you mentioned right. he loves playing with these misfit toys, you know it's like Death Taxes Michael Rooker being in a James Gunn film yeah. like he loves and. and James Gunn is also someone who, like I've said it before in the past, like nothing I there's nothing I hate more than like, hey, here's this very specific um artist who does, whose artwork is very specific and they're going to, you know, try their hand at this and they're like, Well, I don't like when he does that to that. It's like, well, you know, you know, it's like you know J. J. Abrams is gonna do lens flares. You know yeah. fucking uh, Zack Snyder is going to use Leonard Cohen like you know James Gunn is going to fucking have a, like a kick-ass soundtrack and again use Michael Rooker it's like these are these staples and just like shut up just suck it up Um, I've actually not seen anyone say anything negative about this movie like I, I loved it again like I watched it and it was very much something I would go back and like watch Um, but yeah. I also like I mentioned to you, I am in love with the rat Catcher, number one and two. Um, yeah, but she uh, she, she was just such a babe, and like I, I like I'm someone I hate rats. Like I fucking hate rats. You know, we we live over here or we work over here near rat alley. Um, it, we've worked with rats. We've worked with rats before. Yeah, um, rats <laughs> and snakes apparently. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like she was fucking awesome. Polka dot man is awesome. Like Idris Elba just always fucking great in everything that he's in. You know, like.
2: I will say I was hesitant about Idris Elba because I love him. Like, don't get me wrong. But I feel because he's so cool and such a good actor, he just gets cast in a lot of stuff that maybe isn't a perfect fit for him. Like, for instance, uh, he was the bad guy in Hobbs and Shaw. And it's just like, all right, like, you know what I mean? I feel like his talents were wasted on something like that. So and and then like there was like the rumors that he was going to be uh, Deadshot, and then they, you know, they were like, "Oh, well, maybe if Will Smith comes back, he could be Deadshot again." So then, you know, they made him Bloodsport. Who, by the way, Bloodsport's one of the best parts of the movie. Um, also, my, I'm really glad, and I, you know, I was telling you this off air uh, with how they treated King Shark. Yes, because if you look at any depiction of King Shark, it's this weird, like savage uh hyper masculine like you know king shark is like toxic masculinity as a character um he's just violent and just like you know overbearingly like gratuitously violent um and they james gunn made the smart decision of making him childlike and adorable and also very violent still but like turned like a a, kind of a throwaway goofy character and made it one of the most lovable things I've ever seen. So yeah, me and my daughter just, I can't tell you how many times we went, Oh, whatever. We saw King shark, uh, doing like a little gag on the show. So it was, it it was so good. And speaking of King shark, (laughs) I was wondering, do you think Sylvester Stallone, when they asked him to do King shark and he's reading his lines, do you think he's like, do people think I sound like this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, me, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there had to have been some sort of like, you know, like there's yeah. a, there's a reason James good picked him. Yeah, Yes. Well, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, he was awesome. And then, you know, my, my bestie, my, my Twitter friend, John Cena, he was like, I'm so excited for this peacemaker show. Like again, it's, yeah.
2: John Cena was so good in this.
0: But Dave Bautista and John Cena, like it's funny because I'm not someone who necessarily cares for the rock as an actor. Um, Right. I understand. I, I understand why he is where he is and why people like him the way they do. I'm typically someone I don't like his kind of movies. Um, But you look at someone like a Dave Bautista. I love, I love Bautista. You know, he's, Hey, he's going to be on episode 200 um hopefully but you know he's someone who like he's he wants to be an actor you know he wants to take it a little bit more serious and john cena at first i was listening to him on i think chris Hardwick show and um it was one of those things where he um he what do you call it he was telling a story where um what was it oh like about how a lot of his early roles he was taking like, what is that typecasted roles? Basically, he was taking yeah. a bunch of typecasted roles, and he, he very much in the same way with wrestling that you gotta kind of work your way up. He knew he had to, he had to do the same thing. So yeah. he did all those and now he's starting to get more roles where he can you know like be a little bit more flexible and show a little bit more range and i think it's awesome like i very much think he is going to wind up more dave batista than he is the rock and i think this movie is i think this is his austin 316 like when it comes to that you know
2: yeah i I will say the one big knock against john cena is like he's co- he's corny mm-hmm. and so like and, you know, ever since he did the Marine, you know, he would do the salute thing and the dog tag thing. And like so, uh, me as a fan, I was, I was like, all right, I get it. You know, and uh, like, what a weird thing to knock a guy for, like re- respecting the troops and, and, you know, but like it was corny. And then now that he's starting to get a little more high profile in Hollywood, he literally he took that corny, uh, yes, sir, character and like, turned it on its head in a a really interesting way in Suicide Squad. And, like, I don't want to to sound corny, but he really, like, opened up, like, a flower. You know what I mean? It was really awesome seeing his character arc throughout the story. And then, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but he has, like, a really cool bit with uh, Bloodsport uh, where they're trying to one-up each other in the movie. And it's just it's interesting to see when someone breaks away from something they've done for over a decade. Right. And now they're, they're putting a new spin on it, how fresh things can be. And it's really cool to see, you know, I, I watched fast nine, not the biggest fan of it. Um, in fact, like Thursday, I was ranting like an idiot in the Paris teas room. And I think Andrew was video recording me, but, um, again, john cena playing a bad guy it was like a breath of fresh air it was like wow i'm seeing this guy from different angles it's kind of cool
0: no i i definitely i 100 percent understand um what, what you mean by that because yeah like it's just it this is a james same john cena but he yeah. just feels you know like it's almost it's equivalent to me like specifically with like wrestling where um where like someone you know they get injured or whatever and they come back with like a new haircut or a beard or a tattoo or something like just nothing major nothing not not some huge overhaul but just enough to where you're just like oh shit i see what he or she like you know they look fucking brand they look so cool in their brand new you know gear or whatever slight modification that it is um Yeah. yeah no definitely like i'm looking forward to that series you know like It's especially, especially with, I can't even, I'm very much looking forward to the series.
2: It's very hard to not spoil it, but yeah, like, and I'll, this will be the last thing I say about him as a peacemaker, but like when I say like John Cena's character in the WWE was corny, he plays this character, like he, he knows the character is corny And that's where the comedy comes from. And like when he's doing it in the WWE, he's doing it earnestly. So you're just like, oh, but in this one, he he douches it up. And he he also he almost plays it like a like a child, too, because like he'll be like someone will do something like, yeah, this is stupidest thing I've ever seen. And it's just like it's oddly like Napoleon Dynamite in some ways. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, we've tried very hard not to spoil it, but Suicide Squad super good and i hope he gets to do like another suicide squad i know he said he's got a couple projects maybe in the works with dc but i mean good for dc if they nailed him down for a few things because they they needed a shot in the arm like that
0: yeah definitely and i know it's like performing poorly at the box office right now but you gotta factor (laughs) what's up
2: it's so odd that they didn't make that much money this weekend.
0: Well, I, I like, James Gunn was just like, dude, he's, like, COVID is, sur- is surging right now. Like, this is yeah. really, like, the last thing you guys should be talking about. But hopefully, you know, I I can't imagine them not making another one. You know, I can't imagine that doesn't happen. Um, really quick, Dave, I, I know you you – we, again, we talked about it off air you weren't necessarily a fan of the show or had ever watched it but uh, i just wanted to give a quick shout out uh trevor moore who is one of the the founders of uh, there was a there's sketch comedy show on ifc back in the day called the whitest kids you know he he passed away and it's one of those things it was, it was kind of a bummer to me because like before i kind of before i knew the term like sketch comedy like i discovered this show and he was just fucking awesome like and he like after the show kind of just sort of had like a a resurgence and one of the things that i love the most about him and his group of friends is like they were like they grew up together they were friends and like had just they were they you know much like like the jackass crew or like seth rogan and his boys like they stuck together and they kept doing their shit and they were always around and you could see that like genuine friendship between them and um so yeah just like a, a quick you know like Rest in peace, Trevor Moore. If anyone, if anyone hasn't seen The Whitest Kids, you know, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Like, my, I personally one of my favorite is uh, Let's Wake Up the Neighbors, which is a uh, if you if you know any anyone who loves them, some reggaeton music. Boy, do they <laughs> love waking up their neighbors, blasting it. Another another shout out though to uh, Wei Ting. Wei Ting's getting married today, right now, as, oh. as we're recording this uh yeah you know waiting and and his uh, lovely wife uh pauline tying the knot shout out to those two wonderful kids uh you know very happy for him way again someone who's been very uh very strong uh support we've received from him we've had him on several episodes and yeah i just uh very quickly wanted to, to shout him out you know shout out Wei and pauline um dave uh before we get into well I'll save the Patreon stuff for uh, for for after the interview. Um, actually I'll just do it now. Yeah. So uh, later on this week for the Patreon we're gonna be uh, talking about um this Friday for anyone who's a member of uh, the Patreon if, you know five dollars and up gets you um an additional show in the form of Scrump and Stinks family video, we're gonna be talking Gentleman Broncos, which um is it's it's from the director of Napoleon Dynamite and nacho libre uh if you're if you're a fan of either of those two movies i would highly suggest checking it out uh you hear Dave and i kind of go in depth and, and talk about it dave more so as dave was the one who um brought it up and yeah definitely uh it, it de- de- definitely something you know
2: it exists
0: <laughs> yeah it exists um but yeah so go ahead and check that out um next week as well we're going to be having uh well, like i mentioned before like oh it'd be funny if for like the family or for the scrum and sake detective agency we did an episode that kind of correlated with um a, a movie review so next week we're going to be doing um area 51 That'll come. That'll come out Wednesday. Kind of, kind of, just talking about aliens and just kind of just alien stuff in general. You know, the government's been coming out with a lot of stuff and uh, some stuff they don't want us to know. Some stuff they do want us to know, and they've been talking about that. And then Friday will be. Um, a movie called evolution i'm looking at the exact date as to when it came out but at some point it's 2001's uh, evolution that stars uh, david Duchovny, orlando jones julianne moore uh sean william scott stifler it's uh it's one of those movies that like was just stuck in the recesses of my mind i i forgot it existed and i for, i forget exactly how it was that like Oh, it was. It might have been during this actually, or when we did Ghostbusters, because we mentioned Ivan Reitman. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, we'll be doing that as well. A lot, a lot of fun stuff. We're gonna try and, uh, as as Dave and I were talking, um, like come out with schedules for the Patreon, so that way, if you guys are uh, you know a little apprehensive about whether or not you should join or want to join, um, you know, you'll have a little preview of, of what's to come, and th- that might that might help, um, but. I'll, I'll give a shout out to all the patreon people af- after this interview um of course this week interview this week's interview is uh with jesse kohlenberg dave and i got to sit down with jesse he's been a huge supporter of us from day one um you know famously owns every t-shirt that we've ever put out probably one of the only guys who can uh lay cl- lay claim to that and yeah he was in town for Lollapalooza, so uh we sat him down in the studio and i mean you know it's pretty fun if i do say this on myself right dave
2: yeah, I, I can't. I can't tell you how much uh, we both appreciate Jesse. Uh, he's always down to support us. He's always mentioning us on social media, buying our gear, and just all around being a cool dude. So it was really good that this ended up working out pretty well to get him in and uh, finally, you know, show him the studio, give him a little tour of the shop, and uh, you know, hear a little bit more about him. But uh, Jesse, he, he's he's definitely family to us. So yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with the one and only OG friend of the show, Jesse Kolenberg. Dave, there are plenty of people that since the inception of the show, uh, we've become familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, your Drew Boyds, your Trevor Outlaws, friends of the show. Yeah. Uh, but dare I say there is one like OG friend of the show best friend of the the show true friend of the show um again when we start the show uh one of the things we didn't immediately do is put out merch um and eventually thanks to someone uh we wind up putting out merch you know we ran like a a fun bit where uh we'd ask guests for money and then mjf wound up stealing that money but we wound up opening up our own uh, merch store and one of the cool things to me is when people actually buy the stuff because it's easy we could upload a hundred shirts you sure you know yeah. i mean i think we have more shirts than episodes up at this point <laughs> um but one of the cool things to me is when someone actually buys a shirt not only buys a shirt but winds up like wearing it and not only that but buys every shirt that we put out and this man he's been a faithful listener like big supporters become a friend of ours yeah you know for sure. and I, again one of the this man has uh, the claim to fame that he owns every single pwt cash shirt uh you hear us mention him every week because he's also a member of the patreon um you know we just talk about him in general because he's again one of like a super cool dude that we enjoyed talking to uh we promised him i think it was we're like if someone buys all the Mm t-shirts you'll get your own episode back when we didn't have so
2: many shirts too Exactly. kept it up. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> kept it up. And we're just like, dude, we're like, you can stop buying. We're, we're going to have you on the show. But again, just such a cool dude that he wanted to to support us anyway. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the one, the only, the OG friend of the show, Jesse Kohlenberg. Jesse, my man, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? I can't complain. You're finally yeah. here in studio with us. Uh, that was a thing where we were just like, we'll get you in the new studio. Don't worry about it. Because yeah. when you started listening to us, it was literally like where what's a random spot in in yep. the shop that we could just find to record and uh no now you're here with us which is great
2: yeah and not only that like you know we've wanted you on but then covid hit and we're kind of in between covid pandemics because we're the next wave is coming but like you came like right at the perfect time in between them um uh, but yeah it's good having you in studio
1: it's awesome i love this place yeah. uh pretty much everything that i love is in here you know we got Marvel wrestling. Um, movies, you know, and yeah, the pandemic kind of threw a huge wrench into it because it was last year where, you know, I got the, um, I think it was on either an order that I put in or something else, maybe the Christmas card. It says 2020 will be your debut. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'll be in Chicago at some point, you know, AEW will run a show. Um, I'll be there. I'll meet up with those guys. And then all of a sudden a pandemic hit. And with my job, um, it's like, I can't go anywhere. You know, right. I work with a population that's mag- medically fragile. So, um, you know, being here this weekend also, um, is like, I'm going to take every precaution I can, but I need to get back into my favorite city. It is Chicago. I'm a Cubs fan, you know, um, love this city since I came here to Wrigley Field for the first time. So
2: now as a Cubs fan, how did yesterday feel? Yesterday sucked. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) You guys will be hearing this later, you know, but like, when was it? What day is today? Saturday. Yeah. Friday. Oh, black Friday for the Cubs.
0: Now, can you guys explain to me because I I am not a baseball fan. I had no like, by I we were on lunch, and at one point something happened with the Cubs. Val picked up her phone and launched it. Mark was almost like crying, and like everyone was just like ah. And I again, I'm not a sports guy, so I had no idea. I was just like, oh no, I was like, what's what's going on?
2: Well, so I'm not the big I'm not the biggest Cubs fan. My my wife is, and we actually. So for her birthday on the 28th, I took her to go see the Cubs versus the the Reds. And that ended up being the last game that Rizzo played as a Cub. Yep. And we had so much fun. And then my daughter loves Rizzo and Chris Bryant. You know, she thinks they're cutie boys. And my wife on the phone was like, "Well, don't get too attached. You know, Cubs might be making trades and cuts. You know, no one's on a team forever. And then, like, literally, like, two days later, it started with Rizzo. Now, Rizzo, to me, like, if you name, like, all-time great Cubs, you, you know, you got, like, Andre Dawson or, like, I would say Mitch – I like Mitch Williams. But, like, uh, Rizzo's going to be up there. Not only was he a great player, he caught the final out for us to win the World Series, um, but he was a great uh, community guy. Like, he opened up his foundation here to help people – and he, he was kind of like a dyed in the wool Chicago cub like it it really really sucks and in fact he debuted yesterday for the for, yankees for the yankees hit a, home run. He hit a home run and he was wearing chicago gloves with the chicago flag on it so and like he everyone cleats too yeah everyone was just kind of i mean i'm sure it's probably cuz he couldn't go out and get new stuff but like it just like hurt
1: yeah um basically going off what dave said um it, 2016 they won the world the world series Mm -hmm. there's three current players left on that team on the cubs right now it's kyle hendricks wilson Contreras, and jason hayward everybody else is gone chris bryant was traded yesterday javi Baez was traded yesterday Mm -hmm. um chris bryant or i said chris bryant anthony rizzo jake marisnik you know if you had any value to that franchise on the field you were probably gone you Mm know so it sucks But I've been a fan long enough that I remember when they went 0 14 to begin a season. Mm -hmm. You know, they lost 14 straight games in actual competition. They sucked. And, you know, it was 108 years or 103 years when they won a a World Series title. I'm 34 years old. So I was around for 30 years of it, Mm -hmm. you know. So I understand that. But still, it's like it just was not a good day yesterday. And I feel bad for Val. I was thinking yesterday, Mm -hmm. I'm like. All right, I'm on the train down from Milwaukee, um, get off the train, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to find a cab or an Uber. Check the Uber prices. Just not fun. It was like 50 bucks yesterday. Oh, dude.
2: Uh, Uber is so bad. Well, I, I
0: told Dave about it yesterday. I So I went to, before we recorded yesterday, I had to go drop off. Well, actually, no. Like, at midday, I went to go drop off my car uh, to get an oil change. And mind you, the dealership from here, it's literally eight minutes away. And I know that because I've done the drive so many right. times so it's eight minutes away and i tell stupid michael i'm like hey can you move your car and he's just like for what he's like, i'm gonna go get an old change. He's like okay he goes do you need me to follow you so you can get it right back and i'm like no nah. i'm like it's fine i'm like i'll, I'll get a lift because again eight minutes back like it's fine so i go i drop off my car i open up the lift app and i'm like all right let me get a ride and i'm like oh no i'm like i think i clicked on like the the the, the, black, the, the black one <laughs> yeah i was like let me go back no, for an eight minute Uber ride, yep. they were trying to charge me forty four dollars. Yeah. So of course I called my dad and I was like, Dad. Daddy. Yeah. I'm stuck. <laughs> no, so I, I get what you mean though by like those prices being way yeah. too exorbitant.
2: Well I so I was recently it was about like a month and a half ago. I was in an accident and so like I had enjoyed driving into work. So then now I had to take a train and then an Uber in. And like the morning's not so bad. But like specifically the time that I would leave the shop to take an Uber back to the train station, I would look and it's like $45, $53. And they're like, if you want to wait, you could save like 25%. So like I waited for like a half hour, nothing came. And then finally I was like, I just got to bite the bullet. Take a $50 Uber to the train station. It was the worst. Well, you mentioned
0: you're down here. Uh, what? Because like, this will this will come out probably two weeks from now but what are you what are you down here for specifically because you're you're wisconsin boy
1: yeah i'm wisconsin boy um <laughs> i am down here for you know Lollapalooza, otherwise known as a uh, delta variant uh 2021 <laughs> mm-hmm. um but as i said i have every precaution in the wind that i can think of outside of not actually coming to Lollapalooza. right um i have different shirts uh like today's pwt casher i'll go into that with it on, because well, I gotta you know advertise the podcast Hell as much yeah. as I can. We appreciate it. Um, I have different shorts that I'll wear to there, and then I have shorts that I'm gonna wear there and are coming to Chicago and then home. Um, the only thing that will be constant are my shoes and my shorts. Um, I have a different mask for each time, mm-hmm. um, each day. Um, I won't wear the same mask to the um, you know concert series, and then on the way home. Um, and yeah, I'll just disinfect everything on Monday when I get home. Um, but yeah, I'm here for Lollapalooza. I'll be here for Rampage, um, in three weeks, three weeks, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, two, two weeks later, I'll be back for all out. I'll be back for freelance GCW, um, BLP, uh, Effie's, um, show on Sunday, which Mm -hmm. is going to be awesome. Um. You know, I watched the last two. They were amazing. So, I'm like, you know, I want to come because, hell, I can't go to these places other times because Wisconsin doesn't have much of a pro wrestling scene in my area because I am in southwest Wisconsin. When you think of a hole in the wall in Wisconsin, I am that hole, you know? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, it's really cool. I do work in Madison. So, I mean, I'm in, you know, close to Chicago. Right. um, Closer than what I was. But I usually take a train down from Milwaukee because it's just cheaper and easier to
0: work with. So... Um, but i mean i'm I'm familiar with madison shout out amber but uh yeah like wisconsin doesn't really have that many like i know, like milwaukee will sometimes because i think ramp i think the rampage after uh the united center is in milwaukee so it's like yeah and it makes sense because a lot of times like i have friends and stuff come down from milwaukee to like Mm -hmm. the chicago shows um which is always cool but i think really quickly though before we get like into stuff how, did, how is it that you find the PWT cast? How is it that you find out about Dave and us? Because, I mean, again, like you are someone, uh, you know, we mention every week on the show. I mean, you know, I think even before like the Patreon, we would still like every now and then just like, yeah, just, you know, there's a the, the certain group of you guys that we'd always shout you guys out. But uh, how is it that you come to find the PWT cast?
1: All right, Yeah, this is a funny story. Um, so, but first I want to shout out to Trevor Outlaw, fellow day one on mm-hmm. um, the Allen clan. Amazing yep. people. Love their show also. Um, they're also day one, day zero, actually. Um, but so I was, I found the young bucks. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. And I just fell in love right away with that tag team. Cause they reminded me of, I mean, they do it DX, you know, all those old teams that I absolutely loved. So then I started looking around to where they were, found out they have their own merch online store. So I'm like, well, why not? So I started buying t-shirts there. And then finally our, our ring of honor was coming to Milwaukee. Me and my friend got tickets, and we said, we need T-shirts for this. I mean, come on, this is Ring of Honor. So I looked, and I'm like, okay, where can I find their roster? Where can I find, you know, T-shirts for them? And then I went to YoungBucksMerch.com and then it's not really there anymore. I think it is, but it comes back here anyway. I usually buy the Young Bucks shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees. But um, I was looking at there, and I go to the ROH show, and I have this, um, is it? matt and nick jackson 2020 or not 2020 2016 presidential election Mm t-shirt i honestly don't know how many of those t-shirts they sold but it's a super kick party is what their party was so i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna wear that thing so i did and um i got uh too sweeted by matt jackson this is back when they were in the bullet club still so they came out with the iconic bullet club music and then at the show dalton castle was there Mm. and i'm like Okay, what the hell is this? And then I saw his entrance, and I'm like, this is the greatest goddamn thing in the world. So I'm like, how can I support this dude? So I go, and I find Pro Wrestling Tees. And I'm like, holy shit. There's a ton of um, shirts on here I can buy. So I was just buying stuff randomly. um, Came here for All In, actually. So I was able to go to All In. I was in that 15 minutes of when they sold out. I got a ticket. I got a great ticket. Um, I was able to go to Double or Nothing. So, um, you know, those group of people that say, hey, I was there for AEW's, like, Inception. Yeah, I was in all-in. I was up for when they announced AEW, and then I was at Double or Nothing in Vegas. Um, so I was there. But kind of getting back to when I found PWTCast. So I was sitting there, and then I think I was looking at the Pro Wrestling Tees' Twitter account. And at one point, the Twitter account actually followed me, mm-hmm. which was really weird. I'm a random dude in Wisconsin that bought, you know, T-shirts there. I wanted to come to the grand opening, and I wasn't able to. Then I saw you guys were going to start a, um, a podcast, and I'm like, all right, let's check it out. I mean, I love Pro Wrestling Diesel of Chicago, might as well. So, listened to episode zero, and I'm like, I'll, I'll stick with it. I mean, I was just starting to listen to podcasts, so hey, why not? And then that's kind of where it was, where it went from Young Bucks to Dalton Castle <laughs> to T-shirts to, hey, I'll just you know listen to this podcast because... You guys sounded pretty cool, and you started talking about Marvel and everything, and I'm like, yeah, I mean Star Wars. Hey, that's that's me. So it just grew into a love, and it's like, yeah, I get. I think the only shirt that I don't have is the Christmas sweater, but that's just because I don't wear them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But otherwise, I have every T-shirt. Um. I even ordered the Ryan one. Um. <laughs> I did do a store pickup, so I'm gonna have to go back to the store and see <laughs> if they have it ready because I was in the Fourth of July sale. But yeah, no, every T-shirt. you guys put out and like you said you don't have to buy anymore. you're gonna be on the show but it's like no i still want to because i gotta i want to support you guys um i like to buy t-shirts for like castro and you know val i bought val capone's shirt Mm -hmm. which was awesome um shout out val sorry about the cubs (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it's just cool you guys are just this great family you know you presented that way i can see it you know when you guys go to freelance fridays that's really cool very envious and i'm not closer to the city so i can't do freelance fridays as much but um, i'll finally make it to my first freelance show as i said during all out weekend um for the second city summit so
0: yeah that's awesome like again like we like to hear those kinds of mm-hmm. like stories because a lot of times it's i mean i'm pretty sure that dave and i were it's like we we do all this and it's like is anyone listening
2: yeah well especially when we started too. like you know we always talk about like if you want to go do something just go do it but we would do the podcast and you know, neither of us really had any speaking experience and didn't know about the technology and didn't have a space. So we were just kind of guerrilla recording everywhere. Um, But it's been fun. Yeah. Like it's really cool to think of, you know, this quirky thing called pro wrestling and like not even the most popular version. Like before I started working here, like I never really watched ring of honor or new Japan. I knew about it. I knew about the bullet club and stuff, but like, just the fact that we could take these, quote unquote, not mainstream things, and then all of a sudden, you have like a small family built out of it. It's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, especially for us too, because it's like, because we actually met you at,
0: how uh, do you do a uh, fan of the week?
1: It was Dynamite the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, was it the ago. one where Nick, where Matt Nick's debuted? Yep. yep. That was awesome. Yeah. I was excited to see that. And I'll admit that when he first came out I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And all of a sudden, I they announced i'm like i know who that guy is actually (laughs) i do Um, know him so yeah it was really cool to see that it was freezing cold that night too Mm -hmm. it was funny um i don't think i had shorts on thank god but yeah no i came down for that if chicago's runs an aew show i'm generally gonna be at it you Mm -hmm. know i'll find a way to do it yeah um but yeah no it it that night was cold that night was really cool Um, and then that's the night tony khan said that you know i think he said the thanksgiving show the night before thanksgiving is going to be in chicago or close to it and he said all out's always going to be here so that's good so
0: yeah i mean i like i i almost feel like a little like uh like smug about it where it's like we get wrestlemania every year yeah because like even like you think about it with this or with like all the rumors of like punk and brian and now like everyone's saying brock lesnar too like it's and then you have supposedly like Hiroshi Tanahashi coming in. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things where, like, I'm I'm much more excited about this potential AEW like show that everyone's yeah. building up. You know they haven't announced anything, but it's one of those things where it's like I am so much more excited about this than I am about like an actual WrestleMania. Like I can't remember the last time I was actually like excited for a WrestleMania. Actually, I, know I can tell you when. It's when I fucking paid yeah, like twenty three hundred dollars for a ringside fucking seat and then Nakamura lost by fucking hitting AJ Styles in the dick and I was just like huh of course I'm like this (laughs) is what happens but like with this a with all these AEW shows it's just like to me at least it's like oh shit like wrestling's like fun again yeah like it's one of those things where there's a lot of people who like don't ever talk to me about wrestling where all of a sudden they're like hey um is it true that uh CM Punk and I'm just like "Ah." yeah like I don't know and if I did yeah i'm you. like and if i did yeah i'm like i couldn't tell you but yeah no it's it, it's awesome that like we get these shows yearly i mean granted last year we didn't but COVID. yeah
2: well and like specifically with AEW, i feel like chicago they treat very well like it's always like a big deal and yes it's because pro wrestling Tease is here but like i don't get that feeling with like full gear or uh well revolution was in chicago a couple times yeah mm-hmm. but like Chicago seems like the I, New York for uh, WWE. Yeah,
0: I mean, of the last seven shows in this market, they've all sold out. So it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, you know, we're like, we'll give you three shows, and everyone's like, all right, we'll buy all the tickets, and yeah. it's just like, why, why wouldn't you come back?
1: Well, they sold Rampage on not even explicitly. Okay, they've explicitly stated, you know, every one of his catchphrases, so i'm gonna say yes just as a fan you know not knowing Mm -hmm. anything i'm gonna say yes that cm punk should be at rampage if he's not it's cool i'm in the united center i've never been there Mm -hmm. never seen the michael jordan statue in real life just seen it on tv hell i'm gonna get a picture with it so um but it's like you had a hope and a prayer with all in where you said yeah we announced it Mm -hmm. and i remember watching BTE and seeing all those skits and then they're like where are we gonna have it and i'm like they're never gonna have it in chicago Chicago will get a good show, but they won't have it in Chicago no matter what. I'm like, if they put it in Chicago, it will be somewhere else. And then they announced Chicago, and I'm like, fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I must go to there. (laughs) I got to go to
1: get get a ticket. So I sat online, and I said, like I said, I got a ticket to it. But, yeah, no, we've been extremely lucky. I also was at Revolution, too, so I saw one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. um, because. I mean, I wanted to. I saw Frank with Darby Allen's skateboard. <laughs> that was the funniest
2: <laughs> thing ever. I saw yeah.
1: you guys almost get hit by Darby Allen because he threw himself at Sammy Guevara that night. So. Well,
0: dude, that night, I remember, so, I I think I've told the story before, but it's like the night before, I get food poisoning. Me and Paul, we go eat ramen, and for whatever reason, I got sick. He, well, we got two different bowls, so that makes exactly yeah. sense. But, like, I get sick. He doesn't. At, like, four in the morning, I'm, like, texting Frank. I'm like, I can't make it in. Like, I'm dying. And I get to like, they had to like rehydrate me at yeah, the you hospital. Yeah, IVs and stuff. Like, yeah. Two IVs, yeah, because yeah. I was just so dehydrated. And everyone's like, "Oh, so you're not going?" Like, I remember Frank like, "Oh, so you're not going to the show?" And I'm just like, "Are you fucking high?" Yeah, like, hell of yeah, I'm yeah, going to the I'm show. Going. And I, m- mind you, I rested. I like, I rested for a long time, and then finally, me and Paul head over there. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'll be good. And I remember, like, by the time the second match hits, I'm just like oh i was like i am not good i was like i am so exhausted because my i was up the entire night throwing up so just my entire midsection i'm like i can't cheer i can't laugh like if i have to sneeze it hurts so bad and what sucked even more was everyone around me is eating like pizza and nachos and hot dogs and i'm like i look over to like ryan's brother who's a doctor i'm like hey sean i'm like what can i eat he's like an unsalted pretzel and i'm like <laughs> cool I was like, "All right," and I got everyone's just eating all this food. But even that, like, again, I was I was practically on the brink of dying, and I was still just like, "I have to make it. It's a revolution,
2: you know." Yeah, and that's just how dedicated. By the me. way, side side note: concession stand pretzels are too salty now. They are. It's disgusting. It's either too much salt or not enough salt, and you you want to like vomit because you're just like, it's pulling all the moisture out of you. <laughs> like, I can't remember, I can't remember where I was last, but I got a pretzel, and I was like. It's just completely encrusted in rock salt. I used to work at at the movie theater, the one
0: right over here. And, like, I remember when we switched over from, like, oh, we make the pretzels to like no they come in bags and they just they're basically just being reheated in yeah. a, and they were so disgusting i felt so bad like people would come up and they're like hmm can i get like a cinnamon pretzel and i'm like you this thing is disgusting yeah, you don't want that like or, you know or just like a regular pretzel and they'd be like all right or when we used to have like actual cheese machines yeah and oh, which was always the worst i got i got burnt once in as much as like you had to change the, the bag of cheese specifically very specific or the entire thing would just fucking blip 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 all yeah. over you and fucking happen to me. Luckily because of my tattoos, I had to wear a long sleeve. Yeah. So it fucking got all over me and I literally just took my shirt off right there and threw it just cause it was covered in cheese. And it was just the worst. Cause I, I smelled like cheese the rest of the shift and I was like, Oh, and, but now they just little cups, of cheese. You get little
2: hot cups. Did you ever do nutty Bavarians?
0: No. What are those? Oh,
2: you know. Nutty. It's like a, you get like a, like a cone paper pouch and it's full of like cinnamon sugar almonds and they're hot. And then they, you never, you guys didn't have that. No. Like, oh. I mean, like I, do you know what I'm talking about? See, I don't like nuts, so, oh.
1: <laughs> but I do love pretzels. So yeah. yeah,
2: but no, I haven't. Oh
0: man. No, we never had like, Good again, like, at the theater it was, so it's like very weird. Cause that theater itself. And I mean, it's more so of an indication of the neighborhood because that neighborhood has since been gender. Like when I was a kid, um, it was a little bit more of a rough, right area you know so there was like a wow. everyone's like oh you're going to the one over on western that's so ghetto and it's like well not really anymore it's it's all like families it's It's kind of nice yeah it's all yuppie duppies (laughs) coming by and
2: a lot of khaki pants
0: a lot of khaki pants you guys a lot of khaki pants and what would have inevitably happened is uh like people would come up and like want to order like they were trying to be like a fancy uh theater chain but they weren't like we'd have burgers but like we'd essentially just there's this giant microwave that you put the burgers in and cook them i mean now there's theaters where you can go and you can yeah. you can smell those fucking burgers being made we were not one of them and it was just the worst just warming everything up yeah again it's just people are like can i get this 15 dollar burger and i'm like oh my god
2: should have snuck a whopper in bro i'm like
0: the burger king is right there yeah. yeah in my head i'm just like you fucking idiot burger king is right
2: there can i tell you like i, I know this, this is weird to talk about but like uh me and my friend used to sneak whoppers in to like, we'd wear cargo pants and we'd have like a double whopper here, chicken fries, chicken tenders, and we would just walk in and eat. And we thought we were like really impressive because right before the movie starts, we would pull out a, our entire hamburger and french fry array. And then one movie theater, we were doing that and we were feeling pretty good about how much food we snuck in. And in the row in front of us was an Indian family eating soup <laughs> with like. <laughs> glass balls <laughs> uh, like they must have had a thermos that like we could hear like the spoons clanking i was like oh, now that's some that's some food game right there
0: well i can tell you guys from from cleaning up from working as an usher and having to clean things up people were able to sneak in all kinds of shit and never had yes. soup but like you'd always find just giant bottles of like alcohol like w- like <laughs> empty wine bottles where it's like what the fuck in a brown bag <laughs> one time the one time there was an entire pizza hut pizza and it to me i was like how did you get that ever? if you were able to fuck, if you managed to sneak in an entire pizza hut pizza god bless you that's yeah. on a, you know
2: you deserve it you deserve <laughs> it reward yourself
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean there have been but there have been times though where like i've gone to the movies and i'm just like now nah, i'm gonna bring my own food in and i always feel the worst because it's like i'm just like the movie's playing and i'm like let me get this burger out all the wrapper and i'm like
2: oh but no one gives a shit no, no. But speaking of movies, uh, you know, I know you're a big Marvel fan too. Like, what do you guys think about what happened with uh, uh, Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson?
1: Oh, you mean like the the a Disney's lot. now coming out saying, no, no, your your sales were not impacted by going on Disney Plus, not at all. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't understand their thinking. I understand her thinking. You know, yeah. she lost out a lot of money on that. Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, you would not make as much money. No, you delayed it so long. Yeah. If you would have just I think HBO Max did something where they said, "Okay, yeah, it sucks. We have to release these on you know a streaming platform. You're not going to get that box office, so we'll give you a little bit more." Right. You know, Disney basically just looked at ScarJo and said, "I don't care what you say. You know, yeah, you're you're gone now. Your character's dead." So, well,
0: well, from what I read, um, Kevin Feige, like there was a a, he was just like, "This is
2: he was going to bat for her." Yeah. Yeah,
0: He's like, "This is what's going to happen. Like she's going to sue," and they were just like, "No," and like I get it it sucks but i mean one one disney probably has the money to just like
2: they should have just gave her some money yeah yeah
0: they'll probably settle out of court for some ungodly amount that none of us will ever make yeah and that'll be that but also it's like well yeah like if you if you if you knew the pandemic was going to affect this person's contract like Then change it. Don't just be like, uh, that was the implication.
2: Well, part of it, though, was she actually has an email saying, uh, you know, should plans change? Of course, we're going to talk to you about it. And then they didn't. And, like, I've heard a lot of people online saying, oh, what, $20 million wasn't enough? And, yeah, I mean, to people like us, that's, like, generational changing money. But imagine someone said, yeah, I'm going to give you $50 million, potentially, and then they take that opportunity away, and they don't make you whole. And like, maybe she wouldn't have made fifty million, but she didn't even have a chance to find out. And I think, um, I think right now, her lawyers fired back and said, "Oh well, she was a very big integral part of you building the Marvel Cinematic Universe," and that was really the lawyers saying, "Now I want you to tell me that the one woman Avenger wasn't important." Go ahead and say it. And for those, I. I
0: for those people unaware, like, what what exactly is, is is her lawsuit for? I don't think we've actually mentioned. I think yeah. We've so,
2: just... so she signed the contract. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson signed the contract for Black Widow, explicitly thinking it was going to be an exclusive theatrical release. And then, just like this kind of the sweet Jack Nicholson deal in Batman '89, she took a lower cut of a salary with back end earnings on box office returns. So. She was banking on the movie doing really well, getting a, a a marketing push in theaters, and then getting a cut of every ticket sale. Unfortunately, you know, COVID happened, and then they kind of did the hybrid release, and then it it did well in the first week, and then ticket sales nosedived because one, it was on a streaming platform, but because of that, you could easily pirate like like a high res version. I think it's
0: already the most pirated movie this year.
2: Yeah, because you know. Um, just by the nature of you're streaming it directly to someone's house. Of course, they're going to record it. And so her argument was, you know, based on the other Marvel movies projected, she could have made upwards of $50 million that they just cut her off at the knees. And so she's saying, hey, you you made a contract, honor it, and you didn't. You breached it. And at this point, you know, Spoiler alert, she's not going to be in the Marvel universe. So, she she's not worried about burning bridges. She's like, "Give me my fucking money." And I was talking about it with my wife and my daughter. She's in like the unenviable position of I have to die on this hill for other people coming through. And like people are already saying like uh, Emma Stone is thinking about suing for Cruella's release on Disney Plus because of this. And a lot of it is like for women, yeah, you got to fight for your value. And, you know, whether you think 20 million is enough versus, you know, like what's someone like Robert Downey Jr. makes. And if you want to argue who's more valuable, you know, you can make that argument. But um, the fact is she was owed something by a gigantic corporation, probably the biggest corporation on the planet. And they're like, no, fuck you. And so it's bad optics for gender equality, for pay gap. I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this all plays out.
1: I mean, you can actually argue that she's. Fifth most important in the Marvel Universe yep. in terms of characters, because I mean, there's RDJ, yep. Iron Man. Samuel L. Jackson was an Iron Man. Mm-hmm. John Favreau was an Iron Man. So was Gwyneth Peltrow Yeah, she shows up in Iron Man Two, which is technically the second movie that was released in the Marvel Universe. Yep. so she plays a big part in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Jeremy Renner comes in in Thor, but that's released afterwards, after Cap, all after Captain America, the first one. So you could actually, she could argue that. I'm like the fifth person in line here on in terms of how long this is been going already, on. Yeah. I'm right there, you know, because um, you know Mickey Rourke's not in another movie, right? Um, unless somehow they bring him back, <laughs> which hell <laughs> Through they the multiverse. might, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could argue that she's pretty important to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, being you know the first female Avenger, I mean, yeah, you kind of going on a Marvel thing. If you told me ten years ago that Robert Downey Jr. would be Iron Man. He'd be a great iron man i'd be like no i remember back in the 90s when he was you know had his issues yeah. and then it's like iron man started it why would you start with iron man why don't you start with somebody else they said iron man's like a c-list marvel character at that point right. now he's like an a-list you know sure. they're always going to put him out there but
2: but that's because of the power of these movies yeah you know and also when you look at scarlett johansson and the black widow character you know whether she was written properly in every movie um you, you really do have a chance to take a female character and then build a legacy of writing good female characters and story arcs. And then, like, I think they tried to do that with Black Widow, but, like, this kind of puts, like, a whole black eye on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm someone who, like, I've been pretty vocal about, like, she's my least favorite of the right. Avengers. Because she's I, a woman. Because she's a woman, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, always asking for more money. Mm-hmm. But, no, like I, think, like, I think one of the cool things that Robert Downey Jr. did was, I think it was post- Avengers. He was like, everyone's getting paid the same amount that I am. Yeah, which he doesn't have to.
2: And it takes someone like that to, you know, from that position of power to do something. Exactly, because
0: it's just like, well, here, here's our star player. Yeah. And if he say, if Jordan's saying, I'm not fucking playing unless everyone else is getting paid the same amount, you're like, we need Jordan. All right. Well, we need Jordan. So all right, go ahead. But yeah, and so again, I've been vocal about like she's not my favorite. But, like, she is integral to yeah. uh, to those movies. And it's, like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, you wait till she's not in, a, an integral part anymore to be like, now we're going to fuck you over. Which is just, like, yeah. it's a pretty snake move. They wouldn't know?
2: have dared do that in the lead up to Black Widow. No. that no. 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 would have been a, a knife right through your heart. But, yeah, I mean, again, like, sometimes we lose a little perspective when we see like celebrities or like, you know, you'll see like basketball players kneeling and they're like, shut up. You're a millionaire. Why, why would you take a stand for something? It's like, well, you know, sometimes it's not easy when you have all that money riding on it to take a stand for something. Um, hopefully we see that she gets, you know, do I think she would have made $50 million? Probably not, but we'll never know. Like honor your contract. And especially now with Marvel saying, You know, we're really not going to sign everyone to multi-picture deals anymore. We're going to do, like, onesies, twosies, maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, you don't want new people coming into the MCU and then saying, wait a second, you screwed over one of the Avengers. What are you going to do to me when I'm not of use to you anymore? So it'll be interesting to see. Well, I think the
0: thing, too, is it's like now now they're at the point where... Cause before it was them you know knocking on the doors of these big a-list celebrities who were just like please can you just show up It's fucking, i don't know please just show up and they were like no so they would go to these like you know um like who's the guy who plays a fucking uh justin hammer uh sam rock
2: sam rockwell yeah like
0: you go to like a sam rockwell who's a fantastic actor an amazing actor but isn't going for the same roles that Leonardo DiCaprio, that Matthew McConaughey right. is, you know? And you get those good actors. Now they're at a point where it's the Leonardo DiCaprio's and Matthew McConaughey's who of just like, hey, uh, who's playing Norman Osborn? Yeah. You know, like just trying to find a role. And so I, I think this is going to set a precedent because but <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson, by all accounts, a big name yeah. in Hollywood. Regardless of how you feel about her, you know, like she is a big name. So if you're going to fuck over Scarlett Johansson, you know, like if a uh, Matthew yep. McConaughey or Leonardo DiCaprio are interested in joining, then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know. Do I want to get in bed with these people? Like, you know,
2: you know, everything is wrestling. It's, it's almost like the same way Vince McMahon was talking about. Maybe we'll cut some more talents. You know what I mean? And then. All of a sudden, everyone's like, fuck you. Well,
0: I I think the good part, too, though, is that Kevin Feige is on her side.
2: Yeah, and he's being very open about, hey, I'm backing it. I don't approve of this. Well, apparently, he's like, I told you guys this was going to happen. And it's also good to see that it it wasn't a retroactive thing. Like, He's not saying, well, in hindsight, yeah, they should have. He's saying, I fought for this from the beginning. And so, like, again, he shows the signs of a good leader. He's always looking out for the people underneath him and... You know, good for him.
1: Unless it's the No Way Home trailer, which, Kevin F., friend of the show, please give us that trailer, because I want to see mm-hmm. the No Way Home trailer. It's Spider-Man time. He comes out in six months. Not even that. Please.
2: Yeah. F- what if they show f- no multiverse anything? Oh, 100%. It's, They're going to fuck with you until, like, the very last trailer. Well,
0: like I, I've said before, I, I hated the fact that we got a trailer for Endgame. What it should have been was just a, a whole white room two chairs and then chris evans and robert downey jr and hi i'm chris evans i play steve rogers hi i'm robert downey jr i play tony stark avengers endgame coming out you know may 7th see you there like that's all it should have been it should have been we're not we're not even gonna fucking tell you what's coming out you know you can piece it together with the toys and promotional material but like if that's if they would have had the balls to have that would have been the trailer i would have seen it 10 more times in theaters you know uh but it kind of like talk about like trailers and stuff and just because we talked Ghostbusters yesterday have you seen the new Ghostbusters uh, afterlife trailer um yes
1: and i'm extremely excited cuz i love ghostbusters yeah. also um i think you know jason reitman's going to do very well with it mm-hmm. um yeah people are complaining cuz there's not a lot of comedy well if you look at the ghostbusters movie there was comedy but there wasn't a lot in the original one right. you know it was more on it wasn't scary you know maybe scary when i was a kid when i watched it and that you know the librarian, but you know Gozer was there. She was meant to be more you know methodical and menacing. Um, the Staple of Marshmallow Man was terrifying because I mean it's a fifty foot Staple of Marshmallow yeah. Man, you know. And the second one, yeah, went into more of the humor, and that's where a lot of people are like it's recency bias, you know. I see Ghostbusters two or Ghostbusters two is the latest one out, so let's do it. Twenty sixteen, I think that's when Ghostbusters came out. with The other one, yeah. the female one, love the female cast all of those w- women are hilarious yeah that movie was dog shit though. yeah it it's i hate to say it but it was dog shit um but no i'm excited i love paul rudd i've loved paul rudd since clueless you know he he hasn't aged a day since that day has either. not either so yeah i'm excited um finn wolfhard should be pretty good um that little girl looks a lot like egon like really scarily oddly looker and then um i just want to see what they're doing i mean annie potts coming back um that's exciting Mm because she was on designing women which is an old tv show Mm -hmm. it might have i might have aged myself you know quite a bit (laughs) um but you know that was awesome um, I want to see if Rick Moranis shows up because that's we were the one about that. I was very sad when he kind of... He retired after, I think it was Big Bully or just Bully, was the last movie he did with Tom Arnold. And, you know, I love Rick Moranis. He was hilarious. Um, you know, even... I think it was Canadian Bacon he was in. He had that Canadian, um, like, sketch comedy show that he did. Um, kind of like their SNL. Um, but it was just i felt bad because he retired because he had to you know and mm-hmm. he made that decision so i want to see if he comes back and then um i know uh i watched a breakdown of the trailer online and somebody said the new ghost they're gonna put out is not slimer he i think he'll be in there hopefully he's a
2: slimer type i yeah. think they call him like chunker or something yeah and he's yeah. like be, a nickname in high school yeah <laughs> Kind of like that's my nickname I, now.
1: <laughs> hopefully, they um modeled him after Egon, which I that's what I think they said he kind of was. Yeah. Where it might be Egon's ghost that's in there. Um, and I thought I saw him say that Gozer was there, so hopefully, Gozer comes back because yeah. it's the it harkens back to that first movie where the developer of the the um building that Dana and um oh crap, I can't remember Rick Moranis's mm. character, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. yeah. Um, I always think Louis Skolnick, but that's Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. another amazing movie. Um, But yeah, no, I always see that. And it's just like, please bring back, you know, pace fan service, but also advance it, you know? Yeah. That's, and I mean, there was how many years they said Ghostbusters 3 was Ghostbusters going to hell where they all die and they go to hell. Yeah. You know, Bill Murray didn't want to do it. Yeah, it sucks that, you know, um, Harold Ramis is gone now, but if you can get three out of the four awesome not in shitty cameos of a funeral home director Mm -hmm. or a cab driver and i don't even remember what bill murray was in that ghostbusters 2016 but it's just like i'm excited to see it i it sucked that covid took like Mm -hmm. how many movies that i wanted to see in 2020 and said nope you can go away but the one thing with COVID is it said hey limp biscuit you're coming to lollapalooza in 2021 (laughs) jesse as a teenager in his new metal days Is so excited, and that's why I'm, you know, basically here, to
2: be honest with you. But By the way, speaking of Limp Biscuit, I just saw an Instagram post from Fred Durst. That dude's got, like, long hair now. Like, not crazy long, but, like, wispy white hair. It looks so weird seeing him like that. See, so I...
0: There is some new metal that I like, but there is some new metal I just... I have no connection to because, again, it's like, whatever whatever new metal I know and that I've listened to was whatever my cousins, you know, shout out Jesus, shout that, out Jesus. what they were listening to. So if they weren't listening to like Limp Bizkit, oh, I've seen, uh, I've seen that's this. That's nuts. Fred Durst with long hair. But like, if I'm, if they weren't listening to it, I wasn't listening to it. And so Limp Bizkit is one of those things that just like Matt Nix loves Limp Bizkit. Oh, my wife all, loves Limp Loves it. And it's just one of those things where like it passed me by. Like to me, and it's like, I'm sure. I'm sure if I listened, there would be like one or two songs. I mean, it's with every artist. There'd be one or two songs that I'd be like, "All right, cool." You know, I I get this is catchy, but like, it was one of those things that just passed me by.
2: There was, there was a time with basically where they were were like the perfect band for the time, like three dollar bill. I'm trying to think. I remember kind of when they started turning for me. Like, I love Method Man, but then. You know they did that. Uh, what was it? In together. In together now. now, yeah. And then they did the Mission Impossible two theme, which was pretty fucking rad. But then they were starting to do like covers, and then West Borland left, and I was like, I don't know. And then, of course, as with all things popular, people just started to hate them, and they were like, oh fucking F- Fred Durst was an A and R, he's a made up rock star, and then, and now we're kindly finally back to full like West Borland's back, right? Yep, West
1: Borland's back. I. I don't know if, I think DJ Lethal's still there. John Otto's not. He's sick right now. Yeah. So he's not currently on tour, but um, kind of going off what you said, everything up until Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, um, which, like I said, Teenage Jesse did not know what, you know, Chocolate Starfish was. Yep. And then I finally figured it out later on and I'm like, wow, okay. Everything before <laughs> that, you know, $3 Billy Significant Other, mm-hmm. Chocolate Starfish, three albums that were awesome. You know, $3 you All, there was what? Uh, Faith and And Together Now Yeah And then um, uh, Shove I think it was Um, Those three songs Are really good On that album Mm -hmm. Um, Significant Other Gave us You know How many different Songs And then Chocolate Starfish Gave us awesome ones But yeah He's also a huge uh, uh, COVID-19 vaccine person Yeah And he wants you To get vaccinated Which Like we said 10 years ago Fred Durst was a joke Yeah Um, And if you would have said He's a a Very big Pro-vaccine person I'd be like Fuck no, West Borland is that's who yeah. it should be, but yeah, no, West left, they sucked for a little bit. Um, they did eat you alive, which was with Thor Birch, where technically she was a teenager and he was like a 30 40 year old man, so yeah, it was awkward, but uh, it's yeah. just, he, he's just kind of a dirt bag, he looks like a dirt bag, <laughs> yeah, he, looks he probably isn't, and it's really funny, so yeah.
0: Well, it's like f- earlier in the earlier in the day before we recorded this, like last uh, last night, um, there was this like TikTok that I found that was it was titled "Every uh, Blink One Eighty Two Song," and it's just like it's, it's like some guy like parroting where it's like you know he's like we're both in high school even though I'm twenty three, and it's yeah. just like it's a funny thing. I, like me and Brody King were like because he responded to it, and I was just like yeah, it's like it's funny how there's like certain eras of music where it's just like yeah like i'm pretty sure with limb it's like you could do one song that's every limb song very much in the same way that yeah. like here's this like blink 182 song where it's like i'm the cool guy you're dating the cool guy we're drinking cheap wine because we can't buy real beer like yeah. let's go smoke cigarettes like yeah. it's every like he genre just wrote a hit
2: song <laughs> Damn, he did yeah
0: yeah <laughs> copyright scrump and think yeah um but it, that's what like that's a thing that i love too because even And I just remember Because I was editing it Just before this Like And talking In the Ghostbusters episode For some reason I wound up talking about Three Six Mafia Because I just I always do But like I I mentioned to me Any chance he can take Any chance I can take There's like a certain era Where it's like Yes this is what I want to hear And After that era And it might be the same With you Jesse With like Limbiscuit Where it's like They'll put out new stuff And you're just like Yeah Okay But I would I would much rather listen To the same song I've been listening to On constant repeat For ten plus years
2: well, I get in this argument with my wife whenever she gets drunk because she'll start playing um, Eminem, like new Eminem songs, and I'm like, "This is the worst." And I was a big Eminem fan, and she's like, what? "What? What's so bad? He's great." And like, the only way I can describe the difference between new Eminem and old Eminem is new Eminem is a better rapper. He's a machine, but there's no soul in the machine. Like, like if you listen to uh like rap god or or godzilla was that like one of his new songs i don't know anyways but it's always like yeah rap god and then i'm like annie tell me three lyrics from that song you know and then she she could do, do the entirety of lose yourself and you could argue wow this guy is a machine he's technical his syllables are on point his his metaphors but i don't know what the fuck he's saying and i can't i can't even fucking rap along to it you know and then i'll listen to without me and it's much it's like dun, 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 you know what i mean and like i'm at that point with eminem where like i can't listen to the new stuff like it makes me cringe to hear it i don't know how you guys feel
1: yeah but. my rap uh um catalog is pretty much stopped at 2005 yeah <laughs> anything before that you know gangstrap west coast small town wisconsin dude that loves tupac that's me mm-hmm. you know uh I love the East West Coast thing um but when I graduated high school it's kind of like I lost all interest mm-hmm. after that and also I'm not big on the artists anymore I just don't know you know yeah I don't know the struggles of living in Compton LA um so it's kind of hard to relate there but also I don't know the struggles of finding a TikTok lyric or you know getting that <laughs> sound bite so it gets on TikTok that's all it is anymore I mean Megan Stallion is really good and she's here in Chicago this weekend mm-hmm. um it's too bad she's on at the same time as Limp Biscuit, but I'll try to get over <laughs> and see her because she's actually talented. You know, Cardi B talented. Megan so. Thee
0: Stallion, giant comic book nerd. Yeah. Like, giant anime comic book nerd. And, like, because so even, like, with me, like, it's funny you mentioned, like, after you graduate high school, I feel like that's just a common thing. Because to me, from like 2000, yeah. let's say 2004, rap between 2000 up to like 2011 my shit i can yeah. i can listen to a fucking still tip and by uh, you know Mike by the swisher house boys fucking all all day every day but if you're just like oh here's i don't i don't even know any that's how old i am i'm like i don't know any of these new rappers and, and there will be some acts that like like omega in the sand or a cardi b or like a da baby where it's just like they are just in the zeitgeist so much that so you're like all right you have to hear them yeah i'm like let me hear some and it'll be like sure you know, which I'm very much is probably the same way that like when we were all younger, there was adults who like your parents probably knew who, uh, you know, Sir Mix A Lot was because that fucking I like bit big right. butt song was just everywhere. But I don't necessarily think your dad was sitting there going, "Wow, you know, what? I really love uh, my posse's on Broadway." He, he <laughs> that's so much better than, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, I I think like especially people of our generation, yeah, maybe maybe a big part of it is once you get out of high school, you don't have time to curate your musical collection that much. Like it's like whatever you hear on the radio on the way to work, or if you're allowed to listen to headphones, you know, you'll just listen to what you have. I, I think there's something to that theory that after high school, that's kind of where you start approaching your oldies phase where dude, all the old music is the best and all the new music. is dude, the and, shit. I, and I'll tell you
0: like it, like it, I feel so old sometimes. Like what, one of the things that I like to do is, um, like, almost my, my reference to, like, what's new and hip is I like, go to Delgado, like, J- Johnny who works with us, because he, like, he's very much in tune with that, and I think it's because he has a younger sister. Right. I think she's, like, 19, maybe 20, so it's, like, of course he's kind of keeping up with that stuff, and, like, you know, don't get me wrong, if there's some old school shit that we're putting on, it's usually, like, me, Johnny, Paulie, we're just like, fuck yeah, but, like, there's a lot of, like, new stuff where I'll be like, who, who is this? You know, like, the baby? Okay i'm like all right i'm hip because like yeah like if there's ever like uh um like i i almost like sometimes feel like i've gone on dates with girls who are like younger and not like that much younger than me you know maybe like three four years but like they'll start talking about all these artists and i instantly feel like uh there's like that picture of um what's his face steve, with buscemi? The, steve buscemi with the hello skateboard. fellow kids hello fellow <laughs> kids i instantly just feel like that where i'm just like oh fuck yeah you
2: know well, like, for me, my daughter's really big into, like, K-pop, so, like, I got to keep up with... And, like, there was a time, like, I'm trying to mem- memorize all the names of the BTS members, and then she's quizzing me. So, like, I got to kind of keep up with stuff like that, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel you when it comes to the TikTok stuff, because both my wife and my daughter are on TikTok, and I just hear the same songs over and over again. I was like, do they not know any more songs? Like, there's one... I don't, I don't even know... How, I'm not going to sing it for you, but... TikTok it's,
1: is nothing but thirst traps and
2: yeah. how-to videos which and I mean, and wrong how-to they're like oh this is how you load a pez dispenser and they're doing it in the most stupid way I'm like that doesn't work
1: <laughs> computer but. videos are on there too and they're I I like watching the IT ones um because it, it's funny that like people are like here here's how you do this and like I play video games too so like all the time I hear ping 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 you know yeah your pings too high yeah, I understand that cuz you know, you're bouncing off, you know, some satellite mm-hmm. in the world that's going and you're you're playing in an Asian market, you know, you're not actually supposed yeah. to be in there, but they're like here's how you get zero ping. And I watched the tech ones where they're like there's no such thing as zero ping. Yeah. Exactly. I could be sitting right next you can you have to be there sitting There
2: has to be some latency. Right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's going to have some delay even if it's just one um, yeah. you know, one you have a ping of one, there's a, a delay, but Yeah it's funny i mean i'm i watch tiktok i don't do tiktoks because well no one wants to see a you know an overweight white dude do tiktoks um but it's like you sit there and you watch them and it's just like okay uh girl shaking her ass girl shaking her ass oh hey here's a cool how-to or you get a dog one where it's like please don't have the dog die at the end because i'm gonna cry um so yeah, like Dave, when your episode came out where your dog passed away, it's like I'm driving in my car on the way to work in my almost hour long actually a little bit longer than an hour long drive and I'm crying in my car because Dave Stankin's dog died. I've never met this dog, you know, but I'm still crying because the yeah. dog's dead. So it's like I don't wanna see that. But no, I I try to curate TikTok a little bit more where it's like I'm liking more videos on that kind of stuff. So I don't see. So the
2: algorithm picks it up. Yeah. yeah. I I've
0: fallen into the trap of uh conspiracy like conspiracy and true crime stuff and it's just it's it's the worst because again where where i live there are a lot of noises at night because it is just an old creaky building it's very spoopy yeah very spoopy and so sometimes i'll sit there and it's just you know like you know what conspiracy theory do you think is real and then it's like all this like fucked up shit and i'm just like man that's creepy then i hear
2: mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my
0: god hello anyone there and i'm just like oh god i'm like i i have to stop looking at this and most of it stems from like so uh um marty DeRosa, he he and uh dan Friesen used to do this podcast uh called uh St- stuff that no that's another one it's a uh, that's what they want you to think which was their like kind of conspiracy show right. and they did an they one time did an episode on jfk and the website got hacked and then Marty's car blew up. <laughs> Whether any of those three things had anything to do in common, I don't know, but they got spooked and stopped doing the show for a while. And so it's always like one of those things where I'm just like, when I'm like looking like particularly spicy things up and then I hear like a noise or something, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just turn this off. I'm going to look up uh, just how
2: to dance videos or something like some, just, I don't know the complete opposite of like who murdered JFK. Uh, you, you know, when you mentioned when sometimes you hear a scary sound and you say, who's there, what would uh, disturb you more? Not hearing anything or hearing someone say, yes, I'm here. <laughs> it's me. I would sh- what, like, which are you hoping to hear nothing or something?
0: <laughs> I mean, one, I don't say anything because of that. Like yeah. it's one of those things where I just immediately turn everything off and I'm just like,
2: you're scanning i'm
0: just yeah i'm just your sonars up my sonars are up and like i'm not someone who owns a gun or anything so yeah. if there is but even then i've seen enough movies where like if there's some sort of demon entity yeah a
2: gun's not
0: doing it yeah a gun's not gonna do anything what am i gonna fucking you know like stab it to death yeah no um yeah i don't know i've never actually like what, what would be more for you jesse what would be more scary
1: um well i mean probably not Somebody's saying something, but uh, I used to work um in the cell phone industry um with US cellular. US cellular sucks, by the way. Um, but Fuck uh, US cellular, <laughs> but uh, we had a building and there was one light in the back of our building that we had the a, a road that kind of stretched around it and it was um surrounded by on all sides except for the front by cornfields. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the corn was taller than my head, too, it was pretty oh. tall, and it's late at night the sun's gone down already and there was nothing. And the only light that's on the back side of this building is on the far end of where my, my doors on like the far right, the lights on the far left. So there's not much light getting over to me and I walk outside and I'm like, there's no one here. Right. So I'm looking around and I got to walk over towards the light and it's still, you know, a good 50 paces from the door and safeness. Cause the other side of the building is empty. Right. And it's like, i'm looking around and i'm like i hear something move in the cornfield to my right and i'm like this is not cool because i don't like this at all i've grown up in this but i still know i've watched enough jason voorhees videos to say he's standing there watching me waiting for me you know to have my back turned so that he can come you know chop me up because i don't know i did drugs or something you know um you know, or I had premarital sex because, you know, in a horror movie, if you have sex before marriage mm-hmm. or you do drugs or you drink, you're going to die. You know, yeah. the final girl's always that pure one, um, except for uh, Cabin in the Woods, which is an awesome movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that hearing somebody say something is a lot more creepier than not hearing somebody because at least I know that if it's a wolf, hey, yeah, I might die. I yeah. might not. It might become a wolf dog, which is my best friend. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's creepy. Um, my high school that I was in, uh, I, I went to. The joke when I was a kid was a girl went nuts at a high school and she ran into the cornfields because my high school is literally surrounded by cornfields. It was a cornfield at one time. The school district bought that land and put up at high school and then they put an elementary school in there. Um, Small town living is not fun, by the way. Um, but the joke was, was that a girl was out there with a knife. And at football games, she would come and get just some random straggler, little kid that's walking around, because they're always walking around, and she takes him in the cornfield and she's going to kill him and everything. And it being, like, eight years old, I'm going to believe that crap, sure. you know, not thinking that, you know, the people that I consider, like, a brother to me that's 10 years older than me is telling me bullshit. But yeah, no, that, it's just the, the thought, the thinking of what's out there is more creeper than knowing what's out there, you know? Yeah. So
2: pro tip it's not premarital sex if you don't plan on getting married it's sure. got him yeah no
0: like it's that's why I, I was just having the conversation show uh actually madison i was up in madison uh along the lake there was uh was with a woman friend of mine i imagine her amber doesn't listen it's me and amber and we had this like airbnb that was this like old house Like and the thing was too is like so she worked for this um uh like what is it like real estate place so she could like look up see how old these properties were and this particular house was like old it was from like the early like early 1900s so it was always it was one but it was nicely kept up and everything but still it was just like ooh like it's an old house it just always gives it like a creepier vibe. And again, it was like an Airbnb and we we're literally just like on the lake, like right near like downtown Madison. And at night, pitch black, you couldn't see anything. And it was also like snowy too. And it was just like one of those things where like there was like up on the, like the second floor, this like little kind of like deck, but it was like indoor. So you could just like look out onto the lake and I'm just like staring and like, you just see occasional things just like jumping out of the water. And I'm like, it's so dead and secluded out there. Like you could dump, like someone could like dump a body out there, and
2: it would never be found, and mm-hmm. it, would, it just
0: it wouldn't be fun You could just get away in the middle of the night, and like that definitely added to like the creepiness of it because it's like I know some people like very much like oh I like like nature it's so quiet and secluded and stuff. I like I don't think I could do that like live out in the middle of no. As much as like I watch a um like Knives Out and I'm like oh I would love that fucking giant estate out in the middle of nowhere. You know, know, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, I want Bam Margera's house so bad, just in these middle-of-the-nowhere secluded woods in Pennsylvania. I think
2: I could do it. it. That makes the the creeks in every house worse, just knowing if you had to run out, there's no one to run to. Yeah. Yeah, like, anytime, like, we would have to do all these softball tournaments, and we would drive out to, like, Belvedere or Sandwich, Illinois, and we would drive past long stretches of cornfields, and then also you would see, like, a rickety farm, like, it was clearly still being used, but it kind of looked like something on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like all the paints peeling off the barns, and my wife like really romanticizes that, like, oh, do not you like to live out here? I was like, no, this is where axe murders happen and alien abductions, and uh, I don't want to be out here.
0: No, definitely those kinds of those kinds of scenarios are, are, are typically yeah. the worst. Uh, Jesse, man, we, you know, we, we thank you for coming by. Um, we thank you for your continued support yeah. you know you're definitely we're you. gonna. you know we we all use some more movie reviews so we're definitely going to have you back on you mentioned cabin in the woods probably something you know we'll, we'll do during october because that one that's one of those movies where like it doesn't need a sequel or prequel but i'm definitely like i'd need to see more i've never seen it you've never seen it no everyone right. always says that
2: to me i'm like Hey, first I week. should watch
0: it. All right, first week of Halloween, we're doing uh, Cabin in the Woods uh, with none other than Jesse here. Uh, Jesse, before we get out of here, any last words, anything you want to get in? And definitely someone we're going to have back on. For she sure. We didn't even really touch any of the Marvel stuff. But, yeah, definitely someone we're, we're going to have back on.
1: Um, No, I mean, shout out Drugs Delaney, um, another Drugs Delaney. OG yeah, friend of the show. Um, Like I said, Trevor Outlaw, you know, Alan Clan, Val Capone. Um, you know, anybody that I forget that I interact with. Here, Ryan Mears is another one. Mm-hmm. Love um, me some Ryan Mears. So it's just, I I do nothing but, you know, go to work and go home. Otherwise, I come to Chicago for wrestling events, and I try to play video games and that stuff and watch movies. Um, you know, I'm just some loser from Wisconsin that just happens to, you know, watch wrestling, and I'm the only one in my friend's group that really does it, which is really weird. So um, I'm kind of quiet in big crowds unless I know people. Um, so if you see me at a, a show um say hi you know i try to interact with people around me but um i'm also there to watch the show i'm not there to you know bullshit with you about what match and everything is going on or what's going to come
0: out um but yeah that's basically how it is so awesome well we're happy to have you and yeah we're looking forward to part two especially that cabin in the woods because yeah i'm shocked i'm shocked yeah you haven't seen it but i
2: mean i know i know about it Uh uh-huh I've heard about it and I've heard what goes on in it, but I have never seen it. Spoopy
0: season is upon us. So, uh, the next time we get together, we're going to be sipping, uh, pumpkin spice lattes, talking about, uh, cabin in the woods. Uh, Jesse, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you again to Jesse Kolenberg for that interview. Um, Dave, you, you actually, you brought it up, um, as we were, uh, letting these wonderful people hear that, but, uh, there's a lot of commotion going on currently right now within uh the wwe um for those of you for i don't know how anyone would be but like boy is aew just dead in the water or nxt nxt i'm sorry nxt dead in the water
2: they really uh they really kind of shit the bed it's it it sucks and you know part of it is Their foolish attempt to try and counter-program AEW. Um, And, you know, it's weird. Like, I don't want to go on a tangent, but it's weird. Like, the stuff we've been hearing about what WWE publicly says about AEW and then what we're hearing behind the scenes, you know. It's like they don't view them as competition, but they put them on the same night. And then probably the reason why we're seeing such a cutback from NXT is because they kind of lost... And then also, you know, we were hearing a lot of to-do about the Domino's pizza thing. And then it's kind of coming out that WWE was trying to push that behind the scenes to make it a thing. And it wasn't really. And it's just, it's odd. For such a, a company so big and so, quote-unquote, unafraid of the competition, they seem to be, like, full of pettiness and uh, just making really knee-jerk uh, decisions I so, Someone put out a list of like all the Talent that they've been dumping After hoarding all the talent And like if you see a list From 2020 and 2021 It's like over 100 wrestlers they let go
0: Yeah it's, a, it's crazy Like it was Friday it was, it was Friday, Like About mid like 8 maybe 9 When they, the Sean Ross app like Was just announcing all these names that were being Released from NXT like to the point Where he had to like I'm not. I, I wasn't hacked. Like this is real. This yeah. is a legit thing. And to me, it was like three really notable names within NXT and Mercedes Martinez, Bobby Fish, and Bronson Reed. Like who, Bronson Reed was, he was rumored to be going up to the main roster, which is why he dropped like the North American title and yeah like uh, apparently so uh you know it was just it was crazy they they released all those guys and then uh there's a fellow by the name of trevor dame uh on um on twitter who he was talking about uh you know the wrestling observer uh, you know um they were talking about kind of just everything that was going on and um you know Meltzer. he was saying uh, triple h and Shawn michaels who you know they're running nxt now Real, essentially, for the most part, they're the ones who are running NXT. They had no pick in any of the cuts. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, and John Laurinaitis, they were the ones who were in charge of it. Since NXT lost the war, they're going to change back to the older style development. Big guys, young guys. Dave says there are divisive opinions about wrestling among the people in WWE, and this is who has Vince's year in the week. They're going back to pre-fighting AEW, pre-Let's Out Indy the Indies NXT uh, the Dave refers to it as the Curtis Axel era of NXT. Um, Dave was given exact wording. Doesn't say from who, but it seems like the company from like a company source or memo reads it off. No more midgets. No one starting in their thirties. They want people who can be box office attractions and main characters. Um, and he mentions to be clear, the quoted part in the previous tweet is the, literally like verbatim, the exact wording that someone said no more midgets no one starting in their 30s um he notes how dave notes there will always be exceptions to the rule like how wwe wants to keep adam cole who's famously like i like i think he's like as big as spike dudley um yeah uh, and you know as for adam cole he it came out too that he had a meeting friday with vince mcmahon uh Dave assumes that the part of the meeting they had with him Friday was to offer him a main roster spot. If he stays main brand rosters have been, uh, tasked with coming up with main story, like, you know, ideas for him. Um, kind of the line when they get to NXT is that they have, we have to, we have to teach them not to do the indie style. And when they come to the main roster, we have to teach them to not work the NXT style, which again, seems so totally counterproductive at this point. Um, Dave also thinks we haven't seen the last of the cuts. Um, apparently, it's just a thing that like people within WWE are like, yeah, no, there's just going to there's going to be so many more cuts. And again, like it's just a, it's a shame this company for so long. And it's it's one so it's one of those things where for so long people were like, um, like ah, they have too many t- people. Like they should release people, but not this way. Not right. not like this, you know, what they're doing is just essentially like it's that's I don't like to me again, like I liked NXT. Um, I think to me kind of certain like when they jumped the shark was when Shawn Michaels came in and became in charge because that was right around the time that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, who, you know, they had their famous feud. They were just like dragging on. like it was very much. Hunter and Shawn Michaels wanting to redo their feud within the confines of those two, but like two dudes who can actually like work, and it was just ugh, like, it was so boring to me, you know. Which is why like I can't stand Tommaso Ciampa it again anymore now because like they've done everything they can. To me, part of what made NXT fun was the whole graduation process of you know right. they come into NXT, they do their shit, and then you know come WrestleMania. They come up to the main roster and they treat them like a big star. And they, you know, look at Finn Balor. Finn Balor got called up and won the Universal title after he pinned Roman Reigns clean and then pinned Seth Rollins clean. Like that's what you do. That that's how you bring up a star. You don't have them. You don't have the NXT champion uh, lose to Jeff Hardy and then lose to Keith Lee because that's just not how you know. Look at AEW. It's like
2: it. it well. It, it, to me it's not even like the losing the Keith Lee because like to me that's almost believable but like it's like a, the combination of keeping Keith Lee off of TV right and then really devaluing him and then taking him and then devaluing the guy coming up that's got a little bit of momentum and like we've really been seeing you know it, it's not like Vince McMahon's been holding his cards close to his chest he's he, you know a carrying cross losing was by all people involved considered to be a message about what how he values NXT. And then you got like the new upper management just slashing any overhead costs because they don't want to get the red at all. And then you've got Vince McMahon saying, Oh, they're not competition. Maybe we'll give them more roster to invest in. Like that was clearly him saying, I'm cutting a bunch of people they could go to AEW if they want, and it, and and like you said, there have been people saying, "Oh, first you complain that they have too much talent, and now you're complaining that they're cutting them." And yeah, like you said, not like that. Like, part of it is don't hoard the talent just to keep them away from people, right? And then sit them in catering so that they can't work the trade that they've sacrificed their life for. But also, some of these people took their families and just uprooted them and moved them to Orlando only to just be dumped out. You know what I mean? And it's just like, there's something. It's one, you know, the one line you'll hear is, it's business. And yeah, that's true. But there's just something, and I can't put my finger on it, but there's something vindictive and mean spirited and unkind hearted about the way these people are being just dropped and, and every time we're seeing it you know and it feels like we're seeing it every other day you have like the whole roster of people that are pretty secure in their jobs you know putting broken heart emojis saying oh what a travesty why would you know what I mean and like I got to imagine this is going to catch up in a big way to people that are maybe higher up on the card and a little more secure where they're like I don't know if I want to be with a company that does this to people
0: well like look at yourself in Adam's and Adam Cole's position like is this, you know, like, is this somewhere where you want, you want
2: to, to deal with the devil? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, like, listen, by all means, man, get that fucking bag. If they're offering you, you know, King's Ransom and you you really think that they're not going to, like, fuck you over and you believe that they won't, then, again, by all means, man, get that fucking bag. Like, you know, do what you got to do. But it's just, it's just one of those things where, like... Does anyone does like does anyone legitimately believe that like they're not just going to dump him in a year? You know, like
2: I mean I mean if you're Adam Cole and you're reading, you know, the writing on the wall, you're reading the tea leaves, Braun Strowman was everything WWE wanted and currently wants in someone, a gigantic monster that only knows the WWE style, that was a loyal company man. You know what I mean? That's a bigger than life personality. And they dumped him right at, right after renewing his contract. And now they're like, ah, maybe we want you back. And it's like, if I'm Adam Cole, I'm like, if you do that to Braun Strowman, I'm never going to be safe in this company.
0: Look, at you what, what I mean? look at what they've done to like, you know, yeah, exactly. And if you want to look even like, all right, you know, like, all right, well, someone's not Braun Strowman. Look at where Keith Lee carrying Cross, and Donovan Dijak are. On that card. Again, three dudes who Vince McMahon should be, you know, frothing at the mouth for.
2: Like, they print money. Everything about those three guys you just mentioned, you're talking merchandising, TV, like, they are money. And he's treating them like they're... He's doing the opposite of James Gunn. He's taking sure bets and he's breaking them. He's breaking the toys.
0: Yeah, it's it's a shame and, like... I don't it you know it's one of those like cool like just at this point I, like I'm not I'm not what like I'm not watching WWE I'm not watching or I'm watching yeah. AEW I'm not watching WWE or NXT and this is definitely not you know like oh maybe I should check it out now it's like for what you know at this point it's just it's a bummer
2: yeah it's sad it's sad because there's so many good people that are in high profile positions that like i want to see do well you know you got like people like biggie who is like right on the cusp of maybe doing something great in that company but you know at a time where like i get it like everyone some people get sick of hearing about wwe being the villain they're really being the, they're really leaning into that though especially like when you look at the momentum AEW is getting, uh, and then because of that and their associations, you have Impact, you've got New Japan, you know, you got all these companies just really pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps and saying, we don't need that, we don't need the Fed. And then WWE just saying, fuck every, you know, it's just, it's mind boggling why you're losing all that momentum and then you're just going to dump all your Prospects that are you know could help you maybe get some of that momentum back, and it's just CM Punk said it really good when he dropped that pipe bomb. It's a it's a
0: you're all just spoke wheel,
2: yep. And and he he's gonna make money despite himself. And uh, as soon as he dies, the company's gonna be run by his doofus son-in-law and his dumb daughter, you know. And it's uh it's, it's bearing out right now
0: yeah i'm a man ahead of his time um yeah i mean you know we'll obviously we'll be following you know the news as, as it goes and stuff like that but um yeah you know i mean hey it, it, it happens and it's unfortunate Ho- most of these guys are talented enough that hopefully you know they land they land on their feet somewhere good um yep. a bunch of other good people though dave i uh, remember our patreon uh, as well as you know, head over to pwtcast forward slash Patreon. You too can be uh, a you know a member of our Patreon for as low as five bucks. And you know again, there are three. There's three different tiers. You know, five, ten, dollar and twenty dollar one. Um, I just want to go ahead and give a quick shout out though to to all the the wonderful people who help keep this uh, podcast going. I'm of course um, talking about uh, Clifford Fraser, the man himself, Jesse Kohlenberg, our little buddy Mark Villanueva. Uh, Joshua Davis, the Invincible Man himself, Ryan Mears, our man, Neil Flanagan, Shannon Howanick, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, who hopefully I'll be seeing soon. Uh, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, uh, Vivian. Um, no Vivian's stories this week. I think she's back from vacation. Um, and Her birthday's coming up, so make sure you tell Vivian happy birthday next month. Uh, our man, Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, WH Park, shot in him. Shot in the dark himself, John Sino, uh, my Godfather Jesus, shout out Jesus. Uh, oh, B Dornick himself, Brad, Moises Garcia, Sean Levine, and Eric Campbell. Thank, thank you to all you guys. Uh, we're at twenty-two. We're at twenty-two patrons right now. Let's uh, let's see if we can get up to twenty-five. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, thank you again. And like we mentioned later on this week, we'll have a scrump and Stank family video with gentlemen Broncos. Um, next week we'll have uh, Area Fifty One and Evolution. It'll be a it'll be an at home episode next week with us. Um, and yeah, listen, exciting things are coming. Rampages that that episode of Rampage at the United Center it's right around the corner, and uh, boy, am I excited! You know, it's like two weeks away. And then oh shit, What If starts next week too. So next week we'll be able to talk some some What If. Um, so hell yeah, looking forward to that as well. Um, but Dave, I mean, aside from that, it looks like uh, I'm out of things to talk about.:
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. I have run out of things to say myself. so
0: all right, you guys, so for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. and this is Stank, and this is friend of the show. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here? Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>